Welcome to the Department of Defense Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions podcast series, part two on making the move to EIS, hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. EIS presents a unique opportunity for the Department of Defense to realize the promise of digital transformation. Then the second part of our podcast series, Carol Byers, who's the Managing Director for Program Management Office, Defense and National Security at Verizon, explores what the DOD needs to do to make the move to EIS and the benefits that agencies will realize with the transition. And Carol, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, likewise, likewise. And let's jump right in. So, you know, a lot of agencies so far have been somewhat slow to embrace EIS. From your perspective, what's really holding them back? I think EIS offers a lot of complexity and availability of services from network standpoint, managed services, cloud offerings. I think a lot of procurement officers you know, look at a contract vehicle like EIS, which is extremely comprehensive, and they struggle with how to, you know, how to take all of the disparate contracts they have and migrate those down into one procurement vehicle. And I think sometimes that can be a little daunting for people to even consider when sometimes it's maybe easier to use existing legacy vehicles. Um, but, but EIS offers such a breadth of services that it's definitely worth exploring. And I think, too, a lot of what EIS brings to the table is the ability to look at your agency from an enterprise, a real enterprise perspective, versus looking at it from a department or site, locational or geographic type dynamic. So I, I think just understanding what all you have from an enterprise perspective, you know, quite simply scares people a little bit. But, you know, with with just some effort and understanding of what the vehicle brings to the table, I think people understand you have a greater opportunity at cost savings and consolidation of procurements. And, you know, and also it's sometimes confusing the way that contracts now blend you know, infrastructure and professional services, I think sometimes agencies and procurement officers struggle with, is this CapEx, is this OpEx? Rather than looking at it that way, they should look at it as the opportunity to be able to explore both budget types, you know, and change is hard. But, you know, hopefully we can help simplify things for everybody and everybody can realize the benefits of what EIS brings to the table. That's great. Thanks, Carol. And and along the lines of you mentioning there that change is hard. So how should the departments and agencies within the DOD prepare their transition plans? I think, as I mentioned previously, understanding what you have is a big part of it. First, understanding what are all the contract vehicles I have today and what are on those contract vehicles. And then determining from an agency standpoint, what is my strategy for the next year, next five years, next 10 years? Because these are long-term contracts that enable you to continue to grow. And agencies, you know, once they understand everything that they have, they then need to take a look at, do I want to go for a transition strategy, which is Similar to a like-for-like technology approach um, and just consolidating my contract vehicles, 
to simplify procurements or to realize cost savings? Or do I want to go for a transformational strategy where I want to, you know, enhance and grow the technologies I have or move to a cloud-based managed service type model? So really understanding that kind of two-step process of what do I have and what is my strategy immediately? And then in the, you know, kind of the long-term five, 10 year, and then making a determination of how best to utilize EIS to achieve those objectives. That's, that's a great roadmap for people to follow. Um, and there's a lot of technology partners in the industry that can actually help you determine what that approach or strategy should be for your agency. That's great. Let's talk about the benefits. So from your perspective, what benefits will they realize with transitioning overall? <laughs> there's a lot. So, you know, in no particular priority or order, you know, again, it's very specific to where that agency currently is and where they need or want to go. But a lot of it is around cost savings. So EIS, you know, enables a lot of consolidation, a lot of condensing of technologies, even while upgrading the cost savings are exponential. And that cost savings then enables you to put that money back into your mission or back into a transformation of your current infrastructure. So that's kind of one of the immediate goals of EIS is to realize that cost savings as fast as possible. Another is to enable agility and flexibility within your network and IT services, cybersecurity. EIS enables a lot of those technologies to be either individually purchased or purchased as integrated solutions, as well as kind of bundled with professional services. So it really gives you a lot of different opportunities that can be, you know, creatively structured to fit the exact needs of each individual agency while realizing cost savings, while realizing agility and flexibility. It greatly simplifies procurements. You know, again, a lot of what we see in the DOD and government space is the complexity of procurement vehicles that are out there. And we find that procurement officers are managing, you know, 5, 10, 15 different contract vehicles independently, which each have, you know, their their own operations and maintenance requirements that have to be renewed at various times. EIS consolidates and simplifies all of that down into a single vehicle where now you know, the, the provider or the contract holder is managing all of that. And it really enables agencies to focus on their core missions. Uh, I think those are some of the best benefits that agencies realize from EIS. That's great, Carol. Thanks for those insights. So how does an agency get started with EIS? I think, as I mentioned before, really understanding what you have and where you want to go in the immediate future and long term. And those are, you know, while I'm greatly simplifying it, those are the two steps, first steps in understanding how to best leverage EIS. Because it is an enterprise contract, and it's not limited to enterprise, so it is extremely flexible and agile. But I think, you know, the, the best cost benefit is to come at 
your agency approach from that enterprise level because that's really where you get the most benefits and bang for the buck um, out of consolidation and transformation. So one, just very simply understanding what all you have. And when I say that, I'm referring to infrastructure, technology, and contracts. Understanding what all of the contracts that you are currently managing are, what's on them, what their life cycle currently is, and where everything is from a site location, whether it is CONUS or OCONUS. Once you really have that understanding, the next step is to very literally determine, is my short-term goal a transition? where I need to consolidate my contracts and I want to go from a like-for-like technology to just consolidating my contracts and get the cost savings. If that's the immediate, then you build a transition type approach to procurement. If the goal is, you know, I have a lot of contract vehicles that are aging and the technology is nearing end of life, my preference to replace that versus incurring a lot of capital expense is to build a transformational approach. And that enables you to still achieve the cost savings while modernizing your infrastructure and your support system at a much lower cost than having to do individual CapEx type procurements or run the risk of end of life equipment and not have a long-term contract vehicle in place to support that. So really, you know, to kind of summarize that, understand what you have, understand where it is, and then understand what is the immediate objective of my agency, decide on transition or transformation, and then go for it. And there's a lot of industry expertise available to agencies to help them understand that. I know it sounds a little daunting. It sounds, you know, like a lot to consume, especially when we're talking about agencies the size of the Department of Defense, but it's not. There's a lot of help out there, and there is a lot of ability to help consolidate and understand all of that, you know, inventory and structure. And getting started is really the first step. But if you don't get started, you can't get there quickly. Um, And EIS does enable that flexibility and agility and quickness and the real focus that we want for the Department of Defense is to be focused on their mission. That's great. You know, for our last question here, can you provide any use cases or examples of what agencies have done? Oh, that's a great question. And there's probably a million types of use cases. But one that comes to mind where you kind of blend a number of services and infrastructure together, you know, everybody has networks. Everybody has cybersecurity needs, uh, especially in today's world. Um, So if you think of your network today and you think of modernizing and migrating that network to enhance technology, kind of start with your network. And then if you want to do a managed service where you don't want to have to rely on, you know, having a huge staff that isn't necessarily cohesive with your particular mission, you can provide a knock or you can wrap a managed service knock around that, managed network services. And then you can layer on SOP, a security operations center. So you have your network provided, you have your network managed and operated, 
you have a security overlay that sits on top of that. And that security overlay, you know, can provide incident management response. It can provide threat hunters. It can provide DDoS. It can provide, you know, a number of layers on top of each other. It's kind of above the network type approach. But that type of, you know, that that type of use case that I just laid out really shows you. And, and by the way, each one of those layers that I just discussed is available independently on EIS. So it's really about how an agency wants to structure that. Because there's so much flexibility, you do have the ability to solely focus on network or to solely focus on wireline or wireless, or you can bundle those things together. And a lot of the times, the professional services, you know, are extremely reliable. They are already cleared with DOD clearances in a lot of cases. They fully understand DOD and the needs of the mission. And security is quite unique from a DOD standpoint. And we also have, you know, kind of putting that overlay enables an agency to, you know, push those types of services to a provider and hold them accountable for it at, you know, maybe a contractual level, which enhances the reliability and availability and support that an agency can get by layering those things together. Excellent. Well, this concludes the Department of Defense Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions podcast series part two on making the move to EIS, where Carol Byers, who's the managing director for the Program Management Office, Defense and National Security at Verizon, explored what the DOD needs to do to move to EIS and the benefits the agencies will realize with the transition. And Carol, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk to everybody about EIS today.